0: بسم الله الصلاة والسلام على رسول الله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فهو المهتد ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما يا كريم اللهم إنا نسألك علما النافع ونعوذ بك من علم لا ينفع Ba Tanjim, what has been mentioned regarding the study of the stars. The study of the stars is a Tanjim and the relevance of the chapter to the book but since some forms of studying the stars, namely astrology, they entail certain things which go against Tawhid. For they entail for example The conviction That the knowledge of the unseen Is shared by others Besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for This is what astrology is They look at the stars And they predict the future Supposedly and allegedly And it also involves The attachment of the hearts To others Besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala For subhanallah The person's heart Is attached to these stars And what they, what these stars Are going to bring about And what do they hold For the future Their heart is not With Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And that he's the one That controls all their affairs Their hearts are attached Attached to these stars, and they are attached to the one who interprets these stars. That the celestial bodies, yani the stars and the planets, they have an influence on the earthly occurrences and human affairs. So this is a form of astrology. That, مثلا, a particular star or a particular planet or a particular moon or whatever the celestial body may be, its position or its orbit, it affects the events that occur on the earth. This is what some people believe. <بِالله> for, for all these reasons... Practicing astrology, it contradicts the pure tawhid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It was therefore appropriate for the author to dedicate a chapter which elaborates and makes clear the permissible and impermissible forms of studying the stars which forms of studying the stars are permissible and which ones are forbidden this is so that anyone who is reading the book any Muslim who is reading the book has insight into this matter and they can differentiate between the two types of studying the stars the permissible and the impermissible this is why the chapter is relevant to the book of Tawheed because some forms of studying the stars it goes against the Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it falls into يعني, shirk what has been mentioned regarding a Tanjim? And Tanjim is the study of the stars. And it can be divided into two categories. The first category is al tathir The knowledge of influence or astrology. And then this can further be divided into three categories. For the first subcategory is the belief that the celestial bodies have a direct influence on the universe. For the person believes that the celestial bodies, whether they are the stars or the planets or the moons, that they are the ones that can create, they are the ones that can bring about good or evil. For this is major shirk because creation and control of the universe is specific to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For this is a shirk in al wa al billah. For this is the first type of astrology. This is the first type of astrology or ilm mutta. Fear. then the second type that the celestial bodies are used as a means to predict the future for they say مثلا if this is your star sign for example then this is what the future holds for you if this is your horoscope then this is what your future holds for you for this is major shirk, because claiming knowledge of the unseen is specific to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when you give something specific to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to other than Allah, then you have committed shirk. For this is major shirk. For so no one knows ilm al-ghayb except rabbil al-alameen. Only Allah knows ilm al-ghayb. And then the third type of astrology or ilm al is the belief that the celestial bodies are considered a cause or they are a sabab for the occurring of good or evil. After it has occurred. After it has occurred. And we're going to take a chapter on this. This is the next chapter that's coming up insha'Allah. al bil anwa' That, مثلا, after the rain has come down, you go, the rain came down because of such and such stars. So this is minor shir Because it involves taking a cause, taking a sabab, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not legislate for the first two are major shirk and then the third one is minor shirk this is ilmu tathir which is astrology and then the second type of the study of the stars the second type of a tanjim is ilmu tathir ilmu tathir or the knowledge of guidance or you could call it as well astronomy and this can also be divided into two categories but the first category is that the orbits and the positions of the celestial bodies are used for the benefit of the Deen. Yana, the understanding of the orbits and the positions of the celestial bodies, they are used for the maslaha of the Deen, for the benefit of the Deen. For example, مثلا, using the stars to determine the qibla, or using the moon to determine the months of the hijri year. But this is permissible. When we say yana using the moon, yana using the calculations of the moon. For yani, using the calculations of the moon, it helps but it is not the basis that we decide the months on but this has to be made clear For this is permissible and maybe obligatory given the circumstance for example we need to find the position of the qibla so that we can pray obligatory salah and the only way we can do it, مثلا, is by looking at the stars then knowing this ilm becomes obligatory because the salah is obligatory but this is the first type of ilm al-tasir then the second type is that the orbits and positions of the celestial bodies are used for the benefit of the worldly matters for the benefit of a dunya yani, for example using the stars Stars for navigation, or using the phases of the moon to determine the seasons, or using the phases of the moon to determine the tides, the high tides and the low tides. For this is also permissible. This is also permissible according to the correct opinion. قال البخاري في صحيحه قال قتادة خلق الله هذه النجوم لثلاث جعلها زينة للسماء ورجما للشياطين وعلامات يهتدى بها فمن تأول فيها غير ذلك فقد أخطأ وأضاع نصيبه وتكلف ما لا علم له به انتهى رالإمام البخاري recorded in his صحيح that قتادة said Allah created these stars for three purposes first to adorn the heavens second as missiles against the devils and third as signs for the guidance of travelers whoever claims that That they have a purpose other than these is mistaken. Such a person has lost their share and takes upon himself that which is outside his knowledge. But this is the first evidence that the Shaykh, rahimahullah, he uses, he uses an athar. If we were to look at the takhrij of this athar, this athar is narrated by al-Bukhari, rahimahullah, in his sahih. But we said that al-Bukhari, the hadith in his Bukhari, some of them are muallaka and some of them are musnada. For the mu'allaqat, essentially what ta'aliq means is it's a suspended hadith or it's a suspended athar. And the manner of Al Bukhari in his Sahih is that he would mention the chapter title and then straight away he would mention the ta'aliqat. For they are not in the Sahih proper, they are not يعني, from the ahadith Sahih al Musnada, the ahadith which يعني, have a chain of narration all the way to the Prophet. And he mentioned the hadith. In the book of Beginning of Creation, Kitabu Bad'ul-Khalq. So if you were to go back to you know, the translation you know, of Al-Bukhari or even Arabic, you'll find this Athar there. Faqatada He said, خَلَقَ اللَّهُ هَذِهِ النُّجُومِ لِثَلَاثِ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created these stars that we see in the heavens for three purposes. And these three purposes and these three objectives are derived from the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not like Qatada is mentioning these from his own opinion and from his own mind and from his own ijtihad. These go back to the Qur'an. They go back to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For the first reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the stars, جَعَلَهَا زِينَةً لِلسَّمَاءِ To adorn the heavens. And this is as per زأيا إن صورت الملك آية نمبر خمسة ولقد زين السَّمَاءَ الدنيا بمصابيح وجعلناها رجوم للشياطين ولقد زين السَّمَاءَ الدنيا بمصابيح. And we have certainly beautified the nearest heaven with lamps. يعني النجوم. إن صورت الملك آية نمبر فسبحان الله. When the night is clear and there are no clouds. And you go outside and you look up at the stars, you say SubhanAllah, indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has adorned the sky with these stars. For this is one of the creations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, where you look at it and you can only say SubhanAllah. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ja'alaha zinatan lissama, as an adornment for the heavens. And then the second reason why Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala created the stars, warujuman lishayatin, warujuman lishayatin, as missiles against the devils, for so the devils of the jinn who are able to reach the heavens and eavesdrop on the divine news of as-sama with the permission of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, for they are pelted with the stars to repel them, as Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala says in the same ayah in Surah Al-Mulk, "Wa laqad zayyana as-samaa'a dunya bima sabiha wa ja'alnaaha rujuman lishayatin wa ja'alnaaha rujuman" and we have made of them what is thrown at the devils to repel them back from listening to Sama, the news the divine news of the heavens and then the third reason as signs for the guidance of travelers as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-An'am, ayah number 97, وَهُوَ الَّذِي جَعَلَ لَكُمُ النُّجُومَ لِتَهْتَدُوا بِهَا فِي ظُلُمَاتِ الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحْرِ And it is he who has placed for you the stars that you may be guided by them through the darkness of the land and the sea. In Surah Al-An'am, ayah 97. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says in Surah Al-Nahl, وَعَلَامَاتٍ وَبِالنَّجْمِهُمْ يَهْتَدُونَ and landmarks and by the stars they are also guided in Surat al-Nahl ay number 16. For a person who is traveling, they can usually be guided by the stars. Then He Qatada said, فِيهَا غَيْرَ ذَٰلِكَ Whoever claims that they have a purpose other than these three purposes, they have made a mistake. For whoever claims more than the three purposes mentioned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mistaken. For if someone claims that through the stars they can foresee the future events and they can predict the future, they have committed a grave mistake. وَأَضَاعَ نَصِيبَهُ they haven't just made a mistake And they have lost their share so If it is in this dunya They have lost their share in this worldly life by wasting their time and effort in deriving further benefits of the stars not mentioned in the Sharia. For why are they putting themselves through all this effort of trying to learn something which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not mention or the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not mention in the Sunnah. And also in the Akhira, Ada'a they have also lost their share of reward in the hereafter because of the major shirk they have fallen into by claiming knowledge of the unseen or attributing creation to the stars. Adaha nasibahu, he will come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with this shirk. For he has lost his of good reward, and they have taken upon themselves which is outside of their knowledge. And Allah Subhanahu wa Taala did not give us this knowledge, so we don't press this matter. For if Allah Subhanahu wa Taala wanted us to learn this knowledge, He would have told us about it. For the fact that they are wasting their time in this dunya and akhirah seeking this knowledge, this goes to show their ignorance. And then the general meaning of the Athar, the Qatada. He mentions the wisdom behind the creation of the stars as mentioned in the Quran as a refutation to some of his contemporaries who wrongly believe that the stars were created for more than what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala maintained in his noble book. Such people made such claims out of ignorance and wasted their lives in seeking knowledge which would ultimately harm them. The same ruling applies to whoever seeks the truth from sources other than the Quran and Sunnah. And then the relevance of the Athar to the chapter. For the Athar of Qatada rahimahullah demonstrates the wisdom of the creation of the stars as mentioned in the quran that allah created the stars for these reasons not for any other reason For it is also a refutation it is also a rad a refutation against those who claim that the stars were created for reasons not mentioned in the quran he was replying to those who learn astrology and they learned astrology in his time but this statement is read in that context وكره قتادة تعلم منازل القمر ولم يرخص فيه ابن عيينا ذكره حرب عنهما ورخص في تعلم المنازل أحمد وإسحاق The Harb has reported that the learning of the lunar phases was discouraged by Qatada, prohibited by Ibn Uyayna and permitted by Ahmed and إسحاق We have to just look at some of the names here Harb Harb al-Karmani, and he was one of the disciples of Ahmad, min ashabi Ahmad, from the disciples of Imam Ahmad, one of his great disciples, Harb al-Karmani. And Qatada ibn Di'am al-Saduzi, he was one of the great scholars. And Ishaq, this is Ishaq ibn Rahway. Anytime you say just Ishaq, you know that this is Ishaq ibn Rahway, the great muhaddith. And ibn Uyayna, he is Sufyan ibn Uyayna. سفيان بن عيينة another of the great scholars وكره قتادة تعلم منازل القمر ونزاز منازل القمر يعني ذلينا فايزز for so there are 28 phases or positions of the moon and it moves to a different phase each night of the month. This is the different opinions of the scholars regarding learning the phases of the moon. This goes back to astronomy. For so they are differing in learning certain matters of astronomy. This is what their difference of opinion is in about learning ilm al-tasir. Not ilm al not astrology. They're not differing about that. This one, as we'll come to see, they would clearly, all of them agree that this is prohibited. And then the objective of the Athar, and. You know, the Athar of Harb presents the difference of opinion amongst the scholars regarding the learning of the lunar phases, which falls under al-tasir, knowledge of the guidance, or astronomy. Learning these phases may help in determining the Qibla at times of the obligatory praise and the four seasons. If the scholars differed regarding this form of Tanjim, with some allowing it and some prohibiting it, then without a doubt they would all agree to the prohibition of learning the knowledge of influence since it entails a grave deviation from the straight path. This is a difference of opinion amongst the scholars, but yani, the correct opinion, according to the muhakkikun, is that it is permissible. Yani, it is permissible to learn astronomy, al And then Sheikh bin Uthaymin he mentioned that the reason why some of them considered it as prohibited was because of sadd al-zari'a, yani, to close the door upon shirk. Because yani, if you calculate the seasons and you say that this season will fall on this particular day, then people will think that the season starts because of the calculation, and they will forget Allah Subhanahu wa Taala if they are not educated in this regard. قال قال رسول الله صلى الله narrated that Allah's messenger وسلم, said three persons will not enter paradise the one who habitually drinks alcohol the one who severs his ties of kinship and the one who believes in magic astrology being among it. The hadith was narrated by Ahmad in his Musnad and Ibn Hibban in his book of Sahih. For the Prophet وسلم, he said, Three categories of people will not enter paradise. You know, they will not enter paradise either initially or at all. You know, they will not enter paradise initially, but they may enter it eventually, or they will not enter paradise at all, neither initially or eventually. For mudminul al the one who habitually drinks alcohol, waqati' al-rahim, the one who severs the ties of relationship, although their sins are kabair, although their sins are great, they do not remove the person from the fold of Islam. You know, the one who drinks alcohol and meets Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala drinking alcohol, you know, it is a major sin, but they haven't exited from the fold of Islam. This is not from the negators of Islam. And similarly the one who severs their ties of relationship, although Yana they have committed a major sin, this does not remove them from the fold of Islam. For in their case, what is negated is that they will enter paradise initially. If they have tawhid, they will not enter paradise initially. Rather they may be punished first in the hellfire before they are allowed to enter paradise. As for the one who believes in magic and they believe in astrology, if they die upon that, they will not enter paradise at all. Because what they did it constitutes major shirk. But the Prophet ﷺ, he said, al Khamr, the habitual drinker of alcohol. they drink alcohol all the time until they die without repenting from this sin. Wakate the one who severs his ties of kinship. they do not fulfil their obligations upon those who have rights upon them, from their relatives. Allah subhanahu told them to uphold their ties of relationship and they do not. Wa The third category of person is Wa They believe in magic, all types of magic including astrology. Because like we said, astrology is a kind of magic. When we took al sihr the types of sihr we said that astrology is a kind of magic. Where the Prophet وسلم, he said minasihri zad mazad that whoever learns a part of astrology has learned a part of sihr has learned a part of magic and sorcery. Those who learn more acquire more sins. For the Prophet clearly stated that astrology is a type of sihr is a type of magic and we said that this is as per the linguistic meaning of sihr the linguistic meaning is that it relies on hidden meanings that are baseless for this is the type of sihr and then the general meaning of the hadith the prophet warns muslims that there will be three types of people who will not be admitted to paradise either initially or at all the first is the one who habitually drinks alcohol the second is the one who does not observe the duties of kinship that allah has commanded them to observe and the third is the one who believes in sorcery and magic which has many types astrology being one of them and then the relevance of the hadith to the chapter that the hadith is a clear threat to the one who believes in magic but this includes astrology which is a type of magic which is the topic of this chapter for this is how it is relevant Alright, the important issues of the chapter, and there are four. One, the wisdom of creating the stars. And this is as per the ayat in Surat al An'am and Surat al nahl and Surat al Mulk. For They were created as adornments for the heavens and missiles against the devils and as signs for the guidance of the travelers, as in the Athar of Qatada. Two, the refutation of those who claim otherwise. But this is as per the statement of Qatada where he said whoever claims that they have a purpose other than these is mistaken. So when Qatada he said other than these and other than these three he's refuting those who claim that the stars influence the universe within themselves or that they can be used to claim knowledge of the unseen. This is what he's refuting and he's refuting that they can be used for astrology for any form of astrology. But يعne, like we said, the one who learns astronomy, التسير, يعne, then the correct opinion is that this is not forbidden and it is permissible. 3. Mention of the difference of opinions regarding study of the lunar phases. As per the athar of Harb al-Karmani, for he mentioned the opinions of the scholars from those who prohibited it, which was Ibn Uyayna, and those who disliked it, Qatada, and those who permitted it, al Imam Ahmad and Ishaq bin rahawi For the reason he mentioned all these opinions and these differing opinions is to show that there was a difference of opinion amongst the scholars in al Tasir. For what about al-Muttaziir? If they are differing in al Tasir, then they are not going to differ in al-Muttaziir, which is clearly forbidden. Four, the punishment promised for those who believed in any aspect of sorcery, though knowing fully well that sorcery is falsehood. And the punishment is that whoever believes in astrology or any other form of magic, they are promised this punishment. Yani they are promised that they will not enter into Jannah. And this is as per the hadith of Abu Musa al-Ash'ari radiyallahu anhu. Subhanakallahumma wabihamdika. Shadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa wa allahu